to another episode of Laugh and Be Blessed with your host, Jake Rubel. That's me. And this week, I think I'm going to pick back up kind of what I was talking about last week. Like I said, I want to take this trip kind of with you guys. And the best way that I know how to do that is just to kind of sit down, write out some thoughts, and just kind of see where it takes us. So... I think if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm really good at rambling. You know that I'm I'm pretty good at just kind of uh, stretching things out. And I don't really want to do that in these. I want these to kind of be more, I guess you could say stream of consciousness, but at the same time, I want to have like a, a, a thought. And my thought this week is I was trying to think of like, What does laugh and be blessed even mean? I mean, I call my show laugh and be blessed. I say it a lot in my stand-up. I've got signs that say laugh and be blessed. It's like, it's, you know, I guess you could say it's my catchphrase. It's it's what I say the most. So what does it even mean? Like, what does that mean? So this week, I just kind of want to talk to you a little bit about what it means to me to laugh and be blessed and why that's why I chose to say it. I guess we should start with like the blessing part like what truly is a blessing what does that even mean because most people i think whenever they think of blessing they think of the religious or spiritual meaning behind of the blessing itself um which you know is is to basically have god's favor and protection and that's definitely a blessing i mean you know to have the creator of all things however you look at god or whatever type of god you look to who wouldn't want that you know what i mean who wouldn't want to have that favor and 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 that protection from whatever it is that you see the deity as um however I don't really see that as a blessing. I mean, that is a blessing, but when I say laugh and be blessed, that's not the really the blessing that I'm I'm thinking of. There's another definition that's more in line with what I feel like it means to me. And that is a beneficial thing for which one is grateful. Something that brings well-being. Something that brings well-being. I really like that. And that's what a blessing means to me, I feel like. And I'm not saying the other definition is wrong by any means. I feel blessed in the little things all the time. You know, if I'm feeding my chickens and I just kind of stop and I'm watching them and I feel blessed in that moment, the blessing to me, it's not necessarily God's favor or God's protection over me that I feel is that blessing. Now, again, I'm not going to say that God doesn't favor me. Hopefully he does, but I don't know. But to me, it's that I'm finding peace in like a little thing, like a small activity that I'm doing in that moment is bringing me peace. It's bringing me well-being. It makes me feel grateful. So to me, that's the blessing that I'm thinking of. And uh, when you get into things like this, it's easy to say, well, that is God, or that's not God. Um, I think the hardest thing for me whenever I 
was religious and and now I hate saying that I'm just spiritual but I'm on a journey I don't know I'm trying to figure things out but to me it was every little thing that happened people would say you know um well God really was looking out for you there and I'm grateful for that but was it God in all those situations was it was it always God because what if what if there was a structure fire and I'm in an apartment building and all the apartments burned and people lost their lives and they lost their memories and they lost all these things that they had worked for and for whatever reason my apartment didn't burn. The fire department got there right in time. They stopped the fire. My apartment's the only one that didn't burn. Everybody else lost everything. If I was to say it's because God had favor in me, to me, that's almost saying like he didn't have favor in them. And that's why I always hated that. I always hated for for people to say, you know, only by the grace of God did that was that not me. And I think to a certain extent, maybe that is true. You know, only by the grace of God. But if in literal terms, do I think that God stopped the fire because I was more important than those other people? To me, that's where religion scares me. That's where religion loses me a bit is because why? Why do I have the blessing? But John down the hallway from me, who is a great person, his apartment burned and he lost everything. What's the difference between me and John? Why is it that he lost everything and he's given up on life? But yet I had the grace of God in my life. I guess what I'm getting at is that whenever we look at every single situation like that, some people find comfort in it. And I can understand that. I'm not telling you not to do that, because if you feel like that's what you have to do, then do it. But just think of think of how it might make someone else feel if you say that in front of them. We had a bunch of tornadoes come through here. Um, I don't know, about a year ago or so. And a lot of our neighbors lost their houses. And somebody said, well, God must have really been looking out for you. And I just, I felt, I felt weird about that. Because I don't know these other people. What if one of them was a pastor of a full church? What if one of them never sinned in their entire life? What if one of them gives to charities constantly? I I don't know. So for me to say that that was God's work is almost like saying he didn't care about those people. I'm just talking about what I'm feeling in the moment. And that's kind of why I feel like if I use the literal term blessing, meaning, you know, God's favor or God's protection, it kind of takes away a little bit of the essence of the word blessed in this meaning. Now, I don't want you to think that I'm saying that God doesn't bless or that no one can have the favor of God. Because in reality, I don't know. I don't. I tried for years to pretend like I had the answers and that I was sold out to this this whole uh, walk of life, this whole way of knowing that God has everything in control. I'm trying to know who God is on a personal level. So I can't sit here and say that one way is right or wrong. I can't do that because I don't know, because I'm not God. 
I don't know. Do I believe in God? I do. I really do believe in God. Do I believe that there's a single religion in this world that has it correct? No, I really don't. I, I think that we missed the mark on in a lot of areas. And I'm not saying that religion's bad either. I'm just saying I don't know. And I think that's okay. I think people are so scared to say I don't know about things anymore that they won't just give up to the, the possibility of the unknown. They won't just say, I truly and honestly do not know. I do not know what the answer is. I find comfort in that. I find comfort in the fact that I can just say, I don't know, instead of trying to be right all the time, instead of trying to get my point across constantly to people who already have their own agenda. They already have their own thoughts. They already have, they've already been programmed to think a specific way for years and years and years. And no matter what I do, I'm not going to be able to change the way that they think. So why not just say, I don't know, if you truly don't know? If you do know, please share, you know, but in these situations, none of us truly know, none of us really know. And I guess that's, that's what I'm trying to get at here that, that whenever, because people a lot of times will take that as the laugh and be blessed. And they'll take that as me saying something religious or me saying, no, I'm a, I'm a minister or I'm a man of God. And, and this is my pulpit. And that's not, honestly, that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is a beneficial thing for which one is grateful. Something that brings well-being. That is my mission. That is my goal. So then why is laughter a blessing? Out of all the ways that I feel like I could do this, why is laughter a blessing? Why do I feel like I can bless people or get a blessing more than give from laughter? It's simple. Um, number one, it's the easiest thing for me to, to do, <laughs> you know, realistically it is, it's, it comes naturally to me. That's, uh, why I do it. It's what I've always done. I've always found the joy in jokes and laughter and just having fun in the situation. You know, I really am the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. <laughs> I really am. And I feel bad for it sometimes, but other times I don't because laughing actually releases endorphins and has been shown to increase the pain threshold. And when I laugh at a funeral, it's not because I'm insensitive. It's because I'm incredibly sensitive. And I'm sad in that moment. I'm upset in that moment. But not for me always. I mean, yeah, you know, my brother's funeral was very rough. My nephew's funeral was very rough. And my grandparents and uncles and stuff. I've been to heartbreaking funerals before. But even in those times, I try to find a way to laugh to find joy, whether that be telling stories of, of what we went through with the person that's deceased or, um, you know, just make light of the situation. I remember whenever my grandpa died, um, my, my mother's father, when he died, you know, he was very important to us, me and my cousins. He was very important to us. He was a great man to us, of course. Um, he was funny. He always had the best jokes uh, to me. You know, they're grandpa jokes, but I loved them. And I, I do them to my kids now. You know, if, if we're sitting in a parking lot, uh, uh, somebody walks in front of us, I'll go, oh, there he is. 
and they'll go, who? And I'm like, him. And they're like, well, who is? I'm like, I don't know, but there he is. You know, it's silly, but it makes us laugh. And I do those because it reminds me of my grandpa. That's how he was. But when he, when he died, I remember, uh, me and my cousin was in this, this room where they had sandwiches and and stuff like that. And we were young. We were probably, you know, preteens. And I handed my cousin a cup of coffee and, uh, and, a, and he he took it, and I was sipping the coffee, and then uh, I handed him a coffee stirrer, and there were the red ones that are hollow. And he put it in there, and he kind of looked at it. He didn't know what it was, and I said, it's, it's a straw. I said, you, for coffee, they use special straws. You have to drink them really fast. You have to, you know, really bring that coffee through the straw because it cools it down, and that's what those are. They're cooling straws, and he... he, he he took a, a big drink, you know, he just sucked the hot coffee right through that thing. And it <laughs> obviously it burned him and it, you know, and it made him, uh, it made him cough. It made him choke a little bit. And we all laughed. He laughed. It, it broke the tension, you know, because laughter truly does bring us together. It bonds us. It's, it's the glue that, that holds things together. And, you know, uh, I think about in comedy clubs, like right now, with everything going on with the comedy clubs, it's difficult to perform sometimes. And I'm blessed. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying blessed as in God's favor in this this instance, but I'm blessed that I'm able to still kind of work in these situations. But we're at half capacity, which means that if a room normally holds 200 people, it holds 100 people. And then if you don't get a sold out show... Now we're down to like 50 or 60 people in the audience, sometimes less. I did a show not too long ago, and there was two people in the audience. Uh, But I still did the show. I still did what I was supposed to do. It wasn't easy, but I still did what what I was supposed to do. But the point is, is that when I'm up there, when a comedian is up there, and there's only a handful of people in the audience, when there's not that many people... It's difficult to get that big wave of laughter that you can kind of ride uh, because laughter's contagious. And if there's not a hundred people in the room that are kind of crammed in, if you go to a comedy club, you're kind of crammed in. You know, you're all sitting close. It's kind of, it's usually dark. And that's all by design. It's because if this table laughs, that laughter will carry over typically with the rest of them. And then before you know it, everybody's laughing and having fun. They're having a good time. So that is a blessing to me. It's everybody coming together in that moment. Have you ever been in a situation where you watched a movie or better yet, you and a group of friends got together and just had a ball, just the time of your life. You're rolling on the ground, you're crying, you're laughing so hard. That feeling when it's over of being light, you know, just just the weightlessness, just that feeling of being able to leave all your issues, all your concerns, everything else, leave them be. You don't need them right now. Because you and and the great thing about laughter, the great thing about being in a situation like that is you're not even consciously making that decision. The situation is making it for you. You don't think, oh, I don't want to think about the kids going back to school. 
Uh, I don't want to think about what happens if one of us gets sick. I don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about them cutting my hours at work. You don't even consciously think that. It's just whatever is happening in that moment that is making you laugh so hard and is giving you that, that endorphin release. It's doing it for you. It's doing the work for you. How's that not a blessing to where just the act of laughing, of the joy, of whatever that situation may be that caused you to do so, how great is it that we are able to do that and and literally find peace in laughter? I find peace in laughter. And of course, that's why I feel like I do what I do because... Like I've said before, these last couple years have been nothing but a journey for me to find true peace, find meaning in what I'm doing, I guess. And I've never been happier in my life. I mean, just the things that are happening right now for me. It's the happiest I've ever been. And it sounds weird saying when we're in 2020 and the world's in complete chaos and things are happening. And I mean... The government's telling us UFOs are real and there's a pandemic and murder hornets and like all these horrible things are happening, but somehow I have peace. And I don't know why. I don't know why it's happening now. I don't know why it seems like when everything around me is falling apart, I, I'm not saying I'm not worried. I'm not saying that I don't have moments where it's scary. I'm, I'm not saying anything like that, but I'm happier than I've ever been. Despite everything going on, or possibly in spite of everything that's going on, I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been in my entire life. And that's just, the, I want you to feel the same way because there was times in my life where I thought I was the worst person ever. And I didn't deserve to be alive. And there's many moments where I more than contemplated taking my own life. I, I acted on it and, and thought, this is, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And, and it's going to be over. And I don't have any thoughts like that anymore. I, 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 don't even, I can't even fathom thinking that. Because I guess I just got to a place where peace was more important to me than anything. Peace for me, peace for my family, peace for people that I care about, people that I love. I mean, you, you're listening to this. If you're listening to this, you're obviously somebody that I care about or you're somebody who really hates me and you're trying to like find a way to (laughs) bring me down. I don't know. Regardless, I still love you. I don't know. But I know I'm like getting really off off track here I guess I'm just going to wrap it up with this I'm just going to wrap it all up in a, a nice little package and, and truly say that when I say laugh and be blessed what I mean is stop worrying let things have its own time there's a time to worry there's a time to panic there's a time to to figure all that stuff out but right now just laugh and be blessed. That's it. Let the laughter bring us together. Let the laughter release the endorphins. And let's just be blessed. 
You know, let's just let the laughter be that beneficial thing that we're grateful for and something that's going to give us well-being. So this week I'm going to leave you with another quote, but if you would like to contact me, if you'd like to talk any more about this, if you would like to know what books I'm reading or if you have any books that you're reading or anything that you think would help me, I'm into uh, <laughs> I'm into it. So I'm going to leave you with this quote, but I just really want you guys to know that I really do appreciate you, the messages. Uh, Kate, thank you for messaging me about last week's episode. Really meant a lot to me. Um, I like that I can do these things. I like that I can kind of get my thoughts out there and then have this kind of feedback from you. So I'm going to leave you with this quote this week, and the quote is from Mark Twain, and it is, Against the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. Nothing can stand. So do me a favor and laugh and be blessed. Mm-hmm.